This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Breaking news on 92 Day The Fan is presented by BetQL. Bet smarter by downloading the BetQL app and use Ohio 25 to get 25% off your first month. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network. The Browns are hiring Bubba Ventrone as their assistant head coach slash special teams coordinator per sources. Ventrone was 40, of course, played four seasons with the Cleveland Browns from 09 to 2012 and will be a part of Kevin Stefanski's staff building after building one of the top special teams units in Indianapolis. All right, there you have it. Tom so, Palisaro yep. saying it's true. We'll find out once the Browns put the official word through. But Bubba Ventrone appears to be your special teams coach. I got to tell you, oh, I see people coming out of their offices on Prospect. They are party. Are those streamers? Look at that. They're now cheering Bubba, Bubba, or they're not. It's a special teams coach, guys, gals. What do you think? I, I mean, I think it's one of these. Yay. Oh, what a good time. Oh, look, he's dancing with his grandmother. Aww. That's awesome. I think it's I think it's a good hire. Oh, she just fact- broke her hip. Ouch. Oh. oh, no, you don't want that. Oh, no, oh, no. that's that's, that's a rough road to recovery. Though it has yeah. become more evasive. She'll be dancing in six more months. Yep, absolutely. All right. So I, I think it's a good. It's clearly the guy that they wanted. They they took forever, as we have heard and have heard rumbled. It seems like they took a little bit extra time to find out if Bubba Ventrone was going to be available. To, so then they moved on from Mike Prefer later, and they immediately struck and got the guy that they wanted. And I think that's the main thing we take away from this. This is the person that they wanted. So, cool. <laughs> I would love to give you more than that. I would love to give more evaluation and breakdown than that. But it's a special teams coach. Cool. You know, if if they're returning kicks and they're returning punts past the 25-yard line, we are going to think that this guy knows what he's doing. And we're going to think that this guy knows is smart. If Cade York is making kicks, we're going to think Bubba Ventrone is doing a great job. If punts are not getting blocked, we're going to think he's doing a good job. If those things are happening, whether that's due to players not understanding what the special teams coach wants to do or general lack of talent on that side of the ball or whatever, we're going to blame the special teams coach. They are essentially offense. Special team coaches are essentially offensive linemen. You have no idea they exist until they do something bad. So under Ventrone, they've had some pretty good special teams in Indianapolis. You know, league best twenty-seven point eight yards per per return on kickoffs, eight point five yards per return on punts this past season. Just reading some of the stats from Pro Football Talk. Uh, the Colts' opponents averaged only 23 yards on kickoff returns last season and 7.4 yards on punt returns. So sounds like, you know, Bubba knows what he's doing as far as, you know, getting the guys motivated. I don't know. I, there's, is, is there an analytic stat for motivation? I don't know. It's special teams. You know, the whole thing is pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Don't let the ball get blocked. Block so that the guy holding the ball can run further. Ta-da. Special teams. Yay. 
Operators are standing by in Berea right now to and, pick up your new season tickets. Although it kind of is. Is there a waiting list? Though? I think you know what? That's, that's almost what you want. The, the thing that I take away from this that actually makes me encourage is this is the guy they wanted from Jump Street. This is the guy they wanted. So they went, they saw the guy that they wanted, and they went and got him. It's that simple. There was no second place. There was no dealing for the third candidate that came by. No, this was numero uno, and they got numero uno. That's the part that I go, all right, well done, gentlemen. Clearly, you know more about this than I do, which you should. You're a, you work for an NFL franchise whose goal is to win games. You should know more about football than I do. Clearly, you think this guy is a distinct upgrade over Mike Prefer, so you went and got the upgrade. Well done. Otherwise, I think they were staying with Prefer, don't you? Yeah, it kind of seemed that way. It feels that way. I don't know that it's true, but it does feel that way. I, does this move the needle for you at all? No. I, like, I don't He's know. He's a special I, teams I'm, coach. To anybody. 216 5780 0092, I, I mean, say. Jim you've seen previously what he can do, and you've seen what his defenses have, have done before, and they've had success. And well, Bubba's kind of the same way, yeah. isn't he? He's going to get in your face on the sidelines if you make a mistake. But it's it success of like. special teams, you know, which is, hey, you kicked the ball far. Made sure they didn't run it back. Good job. Well done, everybody. Well done, all the backups and third stringers and all that stuff. We got you standing in the right spot to figure this out. Does that make a difference if a coach gets in your face? Like I, think, I so. think most players, especially at the professional level, are like, are you really getting in my face? I don't think so. I think I know I made a mistake. I made it this far. Right? Yeah. I don't know that that changes. Although everybody needs different kind of motivation. I just, it seems like that that the sense of urgency will be heightened on defense this year. When you make, you know, two kind of hires like that. I say defense, you know, the, the defensive part of being on special teams. And on offense, too, well, for that matter. What's the difference? Bubba Ventrone, according to Tom Palacero, NFL Network, is yeah, now being coming home to Cleveland. Being confirmed by multiple reports. All right, now multiple reports saying Bubba Ventrone, Ventrone is your guy. If this is the last time we say his name, he's done his job. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but it's true, though. I mean, that's, that's special teams. Yes, I have watched many a games where special teams has lost – the game has lost the season for a team. When they when they are a train wreck, they will lose games. For See, I need... disagree with that because it's just again, oh. it's one play, and you know you can always ask yourself when you get off the field, man, if I wouldn't have dropped that third down pass, man, if I would have just picked up one more yard when I was trying to get this, man, if I just would have made that block and pushed him back half a yard, that would have freed up the running back. Again, I know it's just glaringly obvious when there's a special teams mistake, but. If you're punting the ball, why did you get in that position to punt the ball in the first place? What? Because you couldn't get the first down. Call me. You're you're more than welcome to call me a massive homer when I say all of the things that I'm about to say. And you are more than welcome to make fun of me. Okay, you're a homer. Go. Okay. In 2021, I believe the best football team was the Green Bay Packers. Okay. They went up in a playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers in the snow, wind, rain, horrific sleet, all of that kind of stuff where it was an absolute pain to move the football. The mailman bowl. Mail they bowl. lost Sorry. that game because they had a putt blocked, they had a kick blocked, they had their specialties were a train wreck all season long. Okay. And it flat out lost them that game. And I know a lot of people want to put it on a quarterback and blame him and that stuff. The special teams were just horrific in that game. So that's where it comes back and bites you. If How many you have teams? really bad special teams, it bites you. How many teams are putting big bucks into special teams? Some teams are out there spending large amounts of money to bring in their guy and kicker, make sure that they get their coach in there to put the scheme in. You know, that's because there's no cap on coaching. So as long as you 
Now, if you think that guy is going to be the difference between a you know a win or you know losing games and that kind of stuff, they'll throw unlimited money. If at Jakeem him. Grant can play, is he not already one step up on my prefer? <laughs> I don't know if it's if that If he simple. can play, I mean, that's already one advantage that he'll have. I haven't seen, like, I haven't seen Jakeem Grant run. If he can play, does that not help him? I don't. My guess is. Of course would, it does. They want to say yes to you. I haven't seen the guy run. I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't. Anybody fired up about a special teams coach hire? I'm not trying to be. No, you shouldn't. I'm not be. trying to be. You're right. I mean, he should be like a referee. He should kind of blend into the woodwork. Yeah, he blends into the woodwork, and when the special the, teams are going well, you're going, oh, wow, Cade York's making a boatload of kicks. Boy, Corey Bajorquez is kicking the crud out of it. Donovan Peoples-Jones is really returning some balls for some good distance to set up this offense. Yeah, the only other time you should really have to worry about a special teams coach is uh, when your head coach is under the weather, because you're always, and then you'll turn and be like, I wonder why they didn't use the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator as the head coach, and then someone will turn around and go, well, those guys still have their job to do. And, and the they still got to run the offense. They still got to run the defense. And the special teams coach knows everybody because that's who he's got to pick his guys from. And the other one that'll come up too is they go, well, you know, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. You know, Bill Belichick started on special teams. That's the only other time you hear special teams mentioned. Well, you know, Bill Belichick. His career started there. Bill oh. Belichick coached special teams. Notice how special teams is always very important for Bill and the New England Patriots. I mean, that's the only time this stuff comes up. It Sure. Is it a good hire? I don't know. Ask me in week four. I hate to sound that way. I would like to be more decisive. I would like to have, you know, come out here and spit hot takes at you and that stuff involving special teams. I just don't have them. Ask me in week four. Were you more likely to buy a ticket to the game when they let Mike Prefer go or when they hire Bubba Ventrone? Neither. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about a quarterback. We're not talking about a running back. I mean, Bubba is better to chant than Prefer. Bubba. Yeah, probably Bubba. Easier to chant. So your brain trust now is Kevin Stefanski is the head coach, Alex Van Pelt is the offensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz is the defensive coordinator, and according to multiple reports right now, Bubba Ventrone is your special teams head coach. You fired up? Is that the difference? Is that going to push this team to the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Players. It's going to come down to the talent on the field, and if it doesn't come down to the talent on the field, you will find out how good your special teams coordinator is. When if guys know where they're standing, and if they don't, if guys don't know where they're standing, then we'll all be calling for his head. And that's that's how that's how all of this stuff goes. Right now, everything is rosy. Yeah, I really don't want to know who you are. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'll ask you right now because he's also one of the most well-known ones. And I'm not saying this. I'm saying this to prove a point. I'm not saying Josh Cribbs. Put you on. The- <laughs> that the right answer? No, no, sadly not. Kansas City Chiefs special teams coach. Uh, hang on, let me buy it. Can I phone a friend? Absolutely. You can even phone me if you want. I know uh, his name because I wanted him as the head coach of the Browns at one point. Dave Tobe is the guy's oh, name. Dave Tobe. Of course, Dave Tobe. Exactly. Came over for dinner a couple weeks That's ago. How did I forget ma- about and, him? And what does everybody say about the special teams of the Kansas City Chiefs? They're on, great. They're the greatest here. ever. He says good things like we're improving each game. I like that. Oh, I like that. So, Does he say nothing in press conferences? Because we need that. We're, here, I'll give you four quotes. Because the Dave problem Tobin, is, especially now that you get Jim Schwartz in there, who's going to say things during press conferences, I you're going to need somebody who's really wallpaper. Well, somebody wrote a story a year ago about him being a future head coach, just so you know that. Dave Tobe knows where he comes from. This according to Sports on Tap. Let me give you four great quotes from Dave Tobe. Ready? We are improving each day and each game. He was two inches away from being the hero in the game. 
We're where we want to be. This guy's unbelievable. He's got a strong leg. That man needs to be hired right now. Those are four quotes from Dave Tobe, who we didn't know when this segment started. Or did we didn't really care. Uh, let's come back. We'll discuss a little bit more. Are you excited? Bubba Ventrone is your new special teams coach, according to multiple reports. Is this the difference? Does this push this team to the Super Bowl? Also, I still really want to talk about what Kevin Durant had to say because I think it's a really good story. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. Baskin and Phelps. Without the Phelps. Dan Manigan's in. Meredith Kane's in, too. We are going to talk about Kevin Durant. He said something that was super interesting over the All-Star break here that we haven't had a chance to touch on, and we're going to do it here in a second. Hey, while Kevin Love is taking his talents to South Beach, Cleveland is uh, looking at hosting a first-round playoff series. Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps give you their take on how the big NBA news affects the playoff race on their podcast, Basketball Gold. Look for two fresh episodes each week at 92.3 The Fan or on the free Odyssey app. Of course, you know it and you love it. It's Basketball Gold. Um, all right, we're going to talk about Kevin Durant here in one second. I do want to – I, I, I kind of like this idea. Let's see how it sticks. I have a 60-second conversation for you, Meredith, and for you. Dan, ready? 60 seconds on the clock. Okay, just watching TV, saw someone take a chicken wing and stick it into dip. Yes or no? What kind of dip? It looked like ranch. No. Blue cheese, yes. Blue, okay, if it was blue but cheese, if you you're put good. Dr- but if you put dressing on top of a chicken wing, is that considered a dip? Or is that just a part of the chicken wing eating process? Well, this was a straight dip. Like, I was watching, they took the chicken wing, they dipped it in the sauce, and then they ate it that way. But it wasn't sauce. It was salad dressing, essentially. Ranch, yes. Blue cheese, no. Yeah, I'm the same with you. Blue I cheese will... is gross. Dan, it blue is very is gross. wonderful. It's so gross. I love blue cheese dressing. It just it's depends got mold on the in it. All right, 30 seconds left in the 60-second conversation. Any other food you would dip in dressing? Pizza is one that I will do in a minute. Pepperoni pizza. Does veggies count? What do you mean? Like carrots? No. Cucumber? No, celery? That's like a mini salad. You can't okay. do that. Yeah. Not really. Not really a ton on that one. Pizza gross to do that? Yes or no? No, I don't think so. I just, I, I think ranch goes on almost anything savory, so you're not going to, you're not going to gross me out by dipping random things in ranch. It was a total college thing that, that got me hooked on that. Dan, you're out, in or out, pizza, ranch. It's fine. Okay. I would do breadsticks and ranch. Not oh, breadsticks is a good I, one, too. Yeah, Especially not something with garlic. that I seek out, but fine. Okay, that was a 60-second conversation Beautiful. brought to you by the good folks at Baskin and Phelps. Uh, Kevin Durant said something that I thought was super interesting over the All-Star break, and I want to know if you agree. I want to know if you agree. 216-578-0092. Fire away. What do you say? So over the All-Star break, and of course this thing is deciding not to load when I need it most. So over the All-Star break, Kevin Durant was asked in a press conference about their trade demands. And Durant responded this way, quote, I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are excited. The tweets that I get, the news hits that we got from from me being traded, Kyrie being traded, it just brings more attention to the league, and that's what really rakes the money in when you get more attention. So I think it's great for the league, to be honest. <sighs> On one hand, it drives me nuts because I think the ultimate losers when players have trade demands are the fans, especially if you're a fan and a kid in particular that is like, I love this player. Like, this is the reason I became I became a fan, especially in the NBA <clears throat> where they market players more than they do teams. 
So if that's the case, I don't like the idea. The premise drives me nuts because you know me. I'm always thinking of the future, thinking of the kids. And if you're a little kid and you, let's just, I, say you're Durant just because he said it, and you're a huge Durant fan and, like, maybe you lived in Oklahoma City at one point, now all of a sudden you're like, man, you know, I went to that game and I rooted for that guy and I love that guy. That was my guy. I wanted to play. I was sitting, you know, in the backyard and try to hit baskets the way Kevin Durant does. I think it's heartbreaking, but it's also a reality that you can't really hang on to any of the players. You really need to hang on to the front of the jersey rather than the back, even though that goes against the NBA's marketing plan. I think he's right, though, in the end when he says it brings more attention to the league. People are following along. They want to know what's going on. <clears throat> they want to know where Kyrie's going to play. They want to know where I'm going to play. I just think it, the the... If you're going to live that way, don't play the whole, I'm playing for the city. Like, I get it. Cleveland, you're my place, and I don't want to be anywhere else, and they're going to have to throw me out of here, and then all of a sudden you find out there's more money on the line somewhere else. You're like, you know what, Cleveland, I really liked you guys. You guys are cool. See you later. Bye. Peace out. Yeah. These guys, I think it has come more out more than anything else. There is two things that have come out of the player empowerment era that we are in and i know people hate that term but it's kind of the best way to put where we are right now in the nba where the players is it just nba though do you feel like it's just nba i think right now it's just nba we're seeing it a little bit more in the nfl but i think right now it's nba because the nfl the the owners and the way that everything is set up still has more power major league baseball there's not a whole lot of (laughs) not a whole ton of it but that and the impact of one guy in Major League Baseball is so small compared to the impact of a superstar in the NBA. I agree with that. Yep. So I, I think there are, there are two facets to this. I think one of them is that the NBA has now created two seasons. Playoffs and trades. Those are, the, those are the two seasons that the NBA currently has. The playoffs and trades. And right now we just got done with the trade season. We're kind of in the doldrums until we hit the playoffs and everybody will start paying attention again. I think that is bad for the NBA because, oh, by the way, there's 82 games that take place in the middle of the season that nobody's really paying attention to. Or some people are really paying attention to if you're following the Cavs and that stuff, but because you're letting more than half the league into the playoffs, you've downplayed how important the regular season is. And so you drag that off-season part of it where people are paying attention to go, oh, my gosh, where's Kawhi Leonard going to go next? Oh, wow, Paul George just got dealt for how many first-round picks? That whole group that are hooked on what Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania and all of those guys, Mark Stein, another one, Chris Haynes, are saying at any given point, they're hooked on that and paying attention to the league for that reason more than they are the actual dribbling of a basketball on the floor. Well, I also think the NBA has done a really nice job of creating the storyline that gives you more drama towards the end of the season, knowing where the trade deadline is and knowing that the All-Star game is played with only 21 games to go. It's not like you're playing this in the middle of the, you know, in the middle. You're not playing it at 40, right? You're playing it with 21 games to go. Hmm. And so now you've you've done this whole like, okay, we're going to play, we're going to play, we're going to play. Want to make a trade? Okay, well, let's make a trade. You want to try to boost your team here or start looking towards the future? Okay, well, I, okay, I see that too. I see where we're going. But now you've got, you know, instead of this kind of long, drawn out, where the all-star game was it? Oh, we're th- like I think the natural tendency for all of us is to say it's the halfway point because it was the All Star. It's not. No, no longer. It's is. not. There's 21 games. To go. I mean, we are in the sprint. This is the final. You know, uh, this is the final lap around the track. Yeah. Right. If you're running the mile, this is it. You're right, and you're right there. I mean, I, I can't. I think it's awesome the way it's built up, and I think that the way that they 
create the drama here makes sense. But the question is, do you agree with Kevin Durant? I'll go back to that. And I think he's right about bringing in popularity, about having people talk about your game, whether it's positive or negative, right? Right. But Isn't that the old no news is good? or um, well, P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Yeah, there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's right. The question is, is that publicity putting eyeballs on the product during the regular season or is putting butts in the seats during the regular season to watch these teams play? That's the other question that I have for this. And if the All-Star game numbers say anything, that answer is a straight no. But Ooh, again, did you see the numbers the for the game? Oh, we didn't talk about that. They're brutal. And by the way, they should be. That game was brutal. So it is there's no such thing as bad publicity, and especially social media, ESPN, all of that kind of stuff. And they're getting all their TV revenue, and they're getting all their TV money on top of that. But is it garnering what they want of people paying attention to the league and paying attention to the league at the level that they should. The NBA all-star game had its smallest audience on record. According to sports media watch Sunday's NBA all-star game averaged a combined 2.2 rating, $4.5 million million viewers across TNT and TBS, making it easily the lowest rated and least watched edition of the game. Previous lows were 3.1 in 21 and 22, and 6.1 in 21. They did a 2-2. Yeah. Wow. And if Declined you watched... 29%. If you watched any of that game, you would come. you came away going, yeah, they should do a brutal number for that because a bunch of guys ran up and down the floor and didn't care. I wonder what they're going to do next. Because I think if you're the networks, you're not real happy Nothing. about these numbers. No. Not, what, what do you do? I mean, this this is a whole different conversation from where we started. But no, what, do you, what do you do? You can't fix this. The genie's out of the bottle. You're not fixing this. The only way, Stan Van Gundy threw this out, and I thought it was interesting. The only way is that the winners get a million dollars. Every single winner gets a million dollars. But the problem is, is where's that money going to come from? Who's ponying up a million dollars for, for the All-Star game? Advertisers, that's it. It, but are you going to really get advertisers to all want to pony up a million dollars? No, for, not at per all. player. Not at all. No way you're going to get that. No. The genie's out of the bottle with this. You're just going to have to roll the dice that once every three years you get a really good All Star game. Uh, let's roll back to the phones. Let's go to Kevin in Cuyahoga Falls. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how are hey, you, Kevin? Hey guys, how you doing today? Good. How are you? What'd you think about what Kevin Durant said? Well, you know, back to playing. You know, I spend. Uh, Kev, I need you to call me back, man. Your phone's breaking up. Please call back. Uh, let's go to Bill in Parma. Hi, Bill. What's happening, Bill? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning to you. You know, recently I was listening to uh, some national program, and they and the guy said the two most unhappiest players in the NBA are Kyrie Irving and Kevin Garnett. Or not uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, Durant. Durant. Yeah. And he said it's, it's amazing how unhappy uh, those two guys are. You know, it doesn't matter really at some level where those guys end up at unless they go to a system like Kerr has with uh, Golden State that they'll, they'll produce because inevitably they do something that kind of stirs up the chemistry that doesn't work right in these other places. But concerning the All-Star game, recently LeBron said, you know, there's 20 games left. Let's go all out. And 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 I was and I was thinking, what does that mean? And you know, about two weeks ago, Andy, I watched the Laker game. And I just watched LeBron. I I 
dare anybody to do this. I've done it. Keep going. I've done this. I watched LeBron five minutes straight. Didn't put my eyes on anybody else. He uh, loafed around the three-point line. And then when he had to go back on defense, he went back to the three-point line, but never went further than that unless he had to. And if there was a shot made by his guy, he didn't put a hand up. And one time on a screen and roll where he was supposed to go over the top, he went so far behind that he ran into a guy that wasn't even in the play. I mean, we're talking five feet, six feet under the screen and roll. And so the problem you have is the LeBronification of this league is significant. And that's what you saw in the All-Star game. They don't care. They don't care until they get into the playoffs, and then you may get something. And, and a person out there is listening to this and saying, oh, he's the greatest player on earth. How can you say this? You know, physically he is. He scored a lot of points. But I dare you to watch him play defense for five minutes straight, and even offense, because he won't move very much on that either. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I do think, though, and, and Bill, I agree with, with what you're saying. I do think traditionally if you watch – a lot of the older players in the league, and let's not forget he's an older player in the league, that's how you can squeeze another year out. I mean, if you're only running 55% of the floor, you know, you might be saving your legs for a little bit more, or maybe you're saving your legs for a higher-pressure situation later in the game or even later in the season. You heard what Kevin Durant had to say. We'll talk more about that when we come back, too, especially about you know the state of the game when it comes to the NBA, and it's like, is it good? Are the trades good? Are they good for the fans? Are they good for the game? Are they good for the NBA? 216-578-0092. We'll make Jeff Thomas do it at 11. Daryl Ryder at noon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.